Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Um, we're just going to we just we have been talking around the gospel, and I think that it is it is going to be uh, important even as we begin to to you know we have uh, to an extent I guess we have talked about the whole the whole um, we've talked a lot around the whole package around the gospel. But it is also important that we begin to we begin to try as God gives us grace to begin to look at each you know the, the to begin to look more into more depths around the packages of what God has given and why, what Christ has done. So we are looking at we are looking at the reason for His blood. The reason for his blood. One of the things in life that when something begins to, when we don't realize or remember the reason for something, that thing will begin to lose its value. Or it will just become such a, a regular thing. Things that don't, you know, it's just one of those things. You know it exists, but, um, but it does not really, you know, it does not, you are not, we are not conscious about it. And one of the things that that may challenge, be, be as a challenge, is the scriptures that later says to us that we would, everything that we will have to do would be via faith. And faith comes by understanding. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing and hearing the word of God. So the first, the first hearing is the hearing you hear first. The second hearing is the is having is having the understanding, as it were. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So as we so as we just go on as we as we go on as we look at different um, scriptures, we will start off from as we begin to look at. You know why? Why did God have to use the blood of His a blood, and why is it the blood of His Son? I'll start off from a general point as we begin to look at this. Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight talks to us, tells us a description about the issue that the devil had. The Bible says that when you were in Eden, the garden of God, every precious stone adorned and began to describe all the precious stones. He said, he said, he said, your setting and mountains were made of gold on the day you were created and were prepared. See, one of the things you would also note that the description of the devil is very different from the description you will see in movies and things like that. Then when you now go on, the Bible says that 
The Bible says that you were anointed, you were anointed as a guardian cherub. You for for so I ordained you, and you were you were you were on the holy mountain of God. You walk among fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created until wickedness was found in you. On that version, will tell you until iniquity was found in you. So the Bible says that. Through your widespread of trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you, I drove you in disgrace from the mountain of God. So God was Ezekiel was God was describing to Ezekiel how beautiful the angel the, the, um, Satan was until iniquity was found in him. And it seems like how beautiful this, this creature is. Once sin was found in him, it, become, it became impossible for him to dwell in the presence of God. You would read, you know, I don't know if anyone of us spotted it in, in verse 13. He, you know, he said that in, you were planted in Eden. Now, and I try to try to do some, a little bit of, we go to, yeah, you said you were planted in Eden in the garden of God. Now, you know, you might wonder, I thought that is, no. When you read, choose, I just pulled out some stuff from Wikipedia, that's not the best, but you know, you have other reference, but it was just that, I used Wikipedia because you could pull everything in one definition in there. So, you know, Eden is actually, what Eden means is the light. When the Bible talks about let's just mention when the Bible talks about the Garden of Eden, the, the Garden of Eden, what it actually means is that the presence of God or paradise. So when when you read the Bible talks about the Garden of Eden, what it the interpretation of Eden is actually God's presence. So when you see that man was driven out of Garden of Eden. It was not driven out of a location as it were. It was driven out of the presence of God. So that is why when you see the Bible talks about where the devil was also, he called the place Eden because that is a description of how of what the presence of God is. It's the description of what the presence of God is. I just wanted to just highlight that because I just said that some people may go, oh, wait a minute, why, why would the Bible say that the angel, the devil was in Hayden? No. Hayden, when it, 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 is, it is a description, it means the presence of God, where the presence of God resides. Where the presence of God resides. So having said that, it is also, so as we begin, so what happened? The Bible says that he saw iniquity in him. Now, the challenge is this. The problem, it wasn't that God did not love the devil. He loved him so much. But the problem is, that's why he spent so much time building him up. But the problem is that God's eyes is so pure that he cannot behold iniquity. It's not that he doesn't want to love him, but the problem is that, let's go to Habakkuk chapter 1. 
Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 12 to 10. He said, the Lord, he said, Lord, you are from everlasting to everlasting. My, my God, my Holy One, you will never die. He said, the Lord has, the Lord, you, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock, and you have ordained, you have, you have ordained them to punish. Let's go on, please. He said, your eyes is too pure to look to evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoings. Why then do you tolerate these treasures and things like that? But basically what the Bible is saying here is that the height of God is too pure. It's a sin that all oh, the, the issue, that's why the Bible pointed in that Ezekiel that we were until iniquity was found in you. So as soon as iniquity was found, the only way forward is to get that thing out of his presence. Because he cannot behold iniquity. Then so once the devil understood that, his aim was to make man fall. So that once iniquity can be found in man, Adam, there is no other alternative than to do what? Drive him out again. So the devil came in the garden looking to seek to make Adam fall. So when God came, iniquity was found. And there was no remedy because you are talking about is a sin. I don't know how best to put it. You cannot if I say that you should live where you are now. I know it's a very bad example, but the best way I can put it is that if I say you should leave the place now and go and live underwater without any kind of gadget or things like that, it is not that you may not love to live under the water like fish, but it is impossible. So when it comes to God, when the Bible says God cannot lie, it's not that he's trying not to lie. He cannot lie. When the Bible says that God is holy, he's not trying to be holy. God is not a loving God. God is love. You are trying to love. God himself, as a, pers as a personality, is love. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. So, it's not that he's trying to do something. It is who he is. So, so the, you know, the Bible says that God is light. That means that he's not trying to put light inside of him. He himself is light. Does that make sense? So as we begin to look at it, so once iniquity was found, and the Bible says that the eyes of God was too pure to, to behold it, the only consequence was to get them out of, out, out of his presence. So the devil won. Because the agenda, when you read, I talks about what the devil was trying to do, he wanted to become like God. 
That was one of the, he grows himself and wanted to become like God. So what did God do? He now created a human being in his own image. Basically, what you want to become, I will give you to this world of you. So the Bible says he created a man in his own image. So the devil may ah, so each time the devil sees a human being, he sees what he has lost everything in his life. Because the whole agenda, as the Bible says, he said, you want, you want to raise up your throne to be like me. And he's now walking in the garden of Eden. And he's now seeing this creature walking around in the image of God. Then he said, you know, they don't know something. I know something about God that he knows know. Once he finds iniquity, he cannot hold himself. So, he did not only start that iniquity, then you began to have a, human, a nature inside human beings that cannot do anything but produce iniquity. So the Bible says, so it did not only happen in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. It says that the, the, the Bible says that when you follow the desires of your, of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, loss, pleasures, and things. And another version will tell you that the works of the flesh is evident. So that is the flesh would naturally, he would, it is the nature of the flesh. He will produce it. So what does that mean? That means that there will be a permanent issue between man and God. Because man cannot stop producing. God cannot behold it. So what's the way forward? So the Bible began to say, God began to say, okay, what we will do, he first of all started in the Garden of Eden. He killed an animal, the one that had no, 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 no sin, and used that skin to cover Adam. It wasn't the issue that Adam was naked, so that he would not walk naked on the street. He had been naked before God but what God used that thing was to cover his shame in such a way that I can even have a glimpse to see him. So from that inception, the institution of, 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 of sacrifice of animals began to happen. In order that there might be, it was not a perfect solution. But the only way things can go round is so that, see, people say, hey, but why can't God just do that, change his mind? He can. But the Bible says he would not. Because he's a righteous judge. See, 
As if you had a God that used to change his mind every five minutes. The Bible says, I am God, I change it not. That is why you are not being consumed. So the reason why human beings don't drop dead on the road when they sin is because God has not changed. If he changes, maybe tomorrow, this morning, you know how some. You'll be like, ah, you offend me, you know some. Or today, you offend me. You are walking on the platform. Okay, everybody be walking upside down. It is because God cannot change. That is why science can build something on it. Because science is built on the fact that the universe is constant. So as much as you are trying to push him out of the way, the only reason why you can, why you can build, why, why, why the laws of gravity, the laws of this can work, is because God is constant. If he changes his mind, Every five minutes. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So as we just look quickly as you know Romans chapter chapter eight now began to talk about the law. When God began to use the law to try to overcome this issue around sin, the Bible says that for what the law could not do. That is to overcome sin and remove his penalties and his power, being weakened by the flesh. So the law itself was weakened by the flesh. Why? See, no matter how much you give somebody, I was reading a journal, so I was going to post it, I was reading a journal, um, a medical journal yesterday, and the journal was about how, how, how why is it that the, there is a higher in some countries, there are higher percentages of doctors that smoke than non-medical people. Italy is one. Spain. And, you know, the medical journal was trying to find out, <laughs> you know, these people know the consequences, yet I walk in the hospital. You see a doctor that is a respiratory doctor, a consultant. That just that sadly somebody just died in theater. Oh. And you say, I'm going out, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go to go and smoke. And you'll be like, ah, what is what is wrong? Because laws cannot deal with the flesh. It can only manage the flesh. It cannot deal with the issue of sin. That is why you will see somebody who is a pastor. Because the church is going and you don't want to mess up. So you try your best. The day it travels out of the country and there is no camera, that is when you will know that what has been holding me is laws. <coughs> somebody that will say that is the, I don't know, maybe is the, is the assistant, let's, I don't know what to put it, maybe he's like, let's say the choir, choir leader, whatever the case may be, you know, somebody. Or Bible study did their lead. They did they remove that person from Bible study. It begins to misbehave. So, after all, I'm no more a Bible study teacher. So why, why, why did you change? Because it is the laws of those things 
that try to guide that person. Once those things leave, it changes. So you may be seeing that person and thinking, ah, this person has stained. And God is saying, no, the flesh, <laughs> you are using the law to suppress the flesh. So you can keep that person in line for a long time, they can be continuing until something happens. You say, ah, no, 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 no. You're Jekyll in there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just take J out of it. For those who understand you, but you know, so you should go cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you see people who say that, you know, not even, um, I'm not talking about my garbage or the Anglican, you know, who say, no, let me remove the color here. Let's go outside first. We beat ourselves. They will come and put on color. And you know, see the place where you know the, the priests and members, they will not lock them up. Say, ah, no, they are busy. So when they finish, they now come out. What 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 made that person do? It's because there is pressure on them to behave. And I've said this from, you know, I've had these conversations even when I was in my uni days. There were young pastors then who were, who were not fornicating. And when I was talking to them, and I said to them, well, they are, most of them kept quiet. I said, some of you are not fornicating because you are pastors. I said, but do you know what you are doing? You are watching pornography in your room. You don't want to pregnant a girl so that nobody will talk. But the reason why you're not predicting a girl is because you're a pastor. But before God, you are not doing it for him. You are doing it because of that position. The day you remove you as pastor, ah! <laughs> the whole place is on fire. And that was what Jesus was trying to deal with. It's not that laws, laws are good, laws can control a human being, but law cannot deal with the issue of flesh. So the Bible says that, it says, it says, the law weakened the flesh. Because man, man's nature, without the Holy Spirit, because it is the Spirit of God that begins to deal with man from within. It is the Spirit of God that begins to deal with man from, from within. The Yoruba people will say, I don't know how best to put it in English. Basically, the uh, madness inside is what? Alcohol will spill out. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, God understood this. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, it says that, it says, um, just, the Bible says, it says, the Lord said, I shall not strive, my spirit shall not strive and, re and remain with man forever. For indeed is flesh. See, I cannot forever be angry at these people. The problem is more than just that they don't want to behave. The challenge is that they cannot. Because the flesh, I used to tell people that I see, the higher you go, I'm using myself as an example, in ministry, 
the higher the devil will find another level of temptation for you. You know, your whole business, the devil has everybody, he has everybody in size. Ah, I get to where I, that is why sadly, and it pains my heart, that is why you will see men like Rabbi Zacharias after at the peak of ministry, yet abusing girls. But how was he able to do it? He had all the security around him. It's because he had, uh, what's it called? Um, he had, he, he had a, a power when he do massage for people. He had those kind of businesses that he was, I don't say it wasn't bad. Some people had a good opinion with it, but it, 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 was, it wasn't him that owned it. He co-owned it with a couple of people. So he goes there for um, massage. So when he goes into the room with those girls, that is when issues happen. But what I'm trying to say is that what, what, how can that man? Is because he, he did not realize at the time that it was the, the, the um, what's it called? The fame that put pressure under him to behave. He hasn't brought himself before God. Say, God, deal with this for me. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So the Bible says, so you know, just because of our time, I'm still just point out a couple of things for us. As we, we are not even dealing at the moment with the issue of the flesh. Maybe next week by God's grace we would. But we are looking at the blood. Now, the Bible says, now you, I don't know if you've heard about the story of Balak and Balak. So when you go to Numbers chapter 22, so the Bible says, no, well, let me just read, read, I'm just going to just tell you the story. It says, Balak heard about the people of Israel that they were coming, that they've destroyed any kind of kingdom that they met. So Balak now came to, to, to a prophet called Balaam. And he said to them, he said to Balaam, he said, please, he said, he said, he said, come and help us curse the people of God. Now, when you, you know, um, you, you, let's just go to verse 12 because of our time, please. He said, he said, but the Lord said to Balaam, do not go with them. You must not put a curse on these people because I have blessed them. Because because they are blessed. So, and you begin to see this in, 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 in Numbers 22, to, you know, in, in chapter 22, chapter 23, it was, it was going back and forth. God was saying, no, you cannot, you cannot cost them. They are my people. They have, you know, they, I, have, I have blessed them. My blessing is on them. Even if you go to chapter 24, verse 1, the Bible says here, the Bible says, now Balaam saw that he pleased the Lord to bless Israel. He now discovered that, he now said, he, he did not resort to divination as at, the, as at other time, but he turned towards the first. And this is where you hear, where, where, where Balaam was saying that there is no divination that can be done against the people of Israel that can work. So, for two, um, for, for two chapters, or three chapters, Balaam kept on, they kept on looking for a way to deal with these people, but they can't. 
So the book of Revelation now gave us an insight that would lead us to chapter 25. But let us go to that Revelation chapter 2 verse 14. The Bible says, nevertheless, I have few, few things against you. That there are, there are some among you who hold the teachings of Balak. Who taught Balak? So Balak is the one that employed Balak. Balaam has been trying to curse the people of Israel. So the Bible says that I said, who taught Balak to entice the children, the, entice the Israelites to sin? So the only way they could do it is to gather young girls and entice the people of Israel to fall to sin. Because the only way they can, why was that the strategy? Because as a day with the face of God turned away. So the Bible says that he said, Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the children of Israel to sin, so that so that they had the food and sacrificed to, um, to idols and committed sexual immorality. Now we read it, the part we read before now, we read um, Numbers up to verse 20, chapter 24, that you see that. Balaam was saying it is impossible. So we went to Revelations who gave us an insight to say that what actual, when you see a swing between chapter 24 and 25 is because Balaam told them that the only way you can get God to turn away his eyes is when you introduce iniquity to them. So let's go to chapter 25 of Numbers. The Bible says while Israel was staying in, in Shittim, the Bible says that the men began to indulge in sexual immorality with Moabite women. Who invited them to sacrifice to their gods? The verse 3 says, So Israel yoked themselves with balance, um, with, with Baal or power, and the hunger of the Lord burned against them. If you now go to verse 9, I believe, the Bible says, those who, so when a plague came, those who died were 24,000. Balak could not kill them. So Balak said, the way to go is to introduce that God himself will have to turn his face away. And once he turns his face away, Does this make sense to us? And you can see the what I'm trying to point out that to us is to see the importance of why God kept introducing sacrifice. So as to find a way to cover their sins. But the problem with that was that the sacrifice had to be done yearly. The sacrifice could only cover it. He cannot forgive them. We sang the song this morning that sang that You know, the, that song says that hey, ah, how would it be possible for a sinner to appear? Because what has been happening is that his sins has been covered. It has not been dealt with. 
That's why that song says, ah, only your new general so he said that we are expecting him with joy but how will he be able to be for those whose sins are just covered but not wiped away so, so you begin to see when Jesus was introduced to the sin by um, let's you know, um, when, when Jesus was introduced to the scene by, um, by John, the Bible says the next day, John chapter 1 verse 29, the Bible says the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and he said, look, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. God finally found a perfect sacrifice that will be able to deal with the issue of sin. That will be able to deal with the issue of sin. See, when we go to Hebrews chapter 9, the Bible says to us that it said it did not enter, it did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves. For he entered into most holy place once and for all. For by his own blood, does he obtained eternal redemption. What is redemption? When you say redemption, that means you are redeeming something. So that means that somebody holds something before. It was lost. So you now use your whatever it is you have to redeem it back. So the Bible says that by his own blood, those obtaining eternal. What, what would the Bible call it eternal? That means that it is not temporary only in this world. It is eternal forever. The Bible says the blood of goats and bulls and hash and of others sprinkled on those that were ceremonially unclean sanctified them so that they were outwardly They were outwardly clean. The Bible now goes on to say to us, let's go, the Bible says, how much more then shall the blood of Christ, through his eternal spirit, offer himself on blood without, uh, without God, cleanse our conscience from the hearts that lead to sin, so that we may be able to serve God. You know, when we just go to Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, the Bible says the law is a shadow of the good things that are coming, not a reality of all themselves. The Bible says for this, for this reason, it can never, it can never be, it, it can never by the same sacrifice repeated endlessly year after year to make those who draw near to worship, to make perfect those who draw near to So the issue was that for people to come back into the presence of God, they needed to keep offering that sacrifice on a regular basis. That's why the Bible says to us that what the blood of Jesus did was to bring us back into his presence. 
issue of sin or the effects of sin and put it that way. So that means that when I fall into sin and I genuinely confess that blood of Jesus washes me away. I know that it may not be. See, when they say that a shekoma chain your hotty share, somebody has seen and is the thing causing issue in their life. If that person can genuinely surrender their life to Christ and ask God for forgiveness of sin. That blood washes it away once and for all. Not only the sin, but its consequences. What the devil tries to do is to remind you. Ah, <laughs> you are difficult. This is why, see why you are still suffering now. It's because of the sin that you saw, that you, that you, that you did. I'm not saying that there are the practical consequences you know, if somebody if somebody you know, drink driving, whatever it is, you 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 know, you you you, you, you hit your car against you have an accident, like this, those are practical things you have to deal with. But what I'm saying that that's why the Bible says it washes our conscience. Our conscience, it washes it clean. Because once the conscience is clean, then you can approach God in that boldness. But the only thing that washes your conscience clean is the blood of Christ. Now, the Bible says in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, it says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, 19, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, by what? By the blood of Jesus. The reason why I have confidence is that it's because of the blood of Christ. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 21. Just skip it verse 21, please. 21. Let's just go to verse 21. Now, the Bible says, in the same way, he sprinkled the blood both on the tabernacle and everything that is used in the ceremony. In fact, the law requires that everything be cleaned without um, everything be cleansed and cleansed with blood without the shedding of the blood that cannot be forgiveness of sins. Let's read on please. Now I'm going with this, I'm pointing out something as we bring this to the Bible says that it is necessary then for copies of the things of heavenly things to be purified and and with the sacrifices, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than this. What he's saying is that no matter how righteous you think you are, the Bible says even things that God uses in heaven, he has to sanctify them by the blood before he uses them. So no matter how righteous you think you are, the standing you have before God is still the blood. The standing you have, that is not a license to sin, but even in the righteousness that you have by the grace of God, 
The fact that you can approach God is because of his blood. So what does this mean to us? What does this mean to us? The Bible says that you know God has reconciled himself to us by his blood. Sorry, I'm just reading this. Let me just go to the last two scriptures. Isaiah 59. He said, Surely the hand of the, the, the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor is ears too dull for hearing. But our iniquities have separated us from him. He says that the Bible says that he says you are uh, you from from your God and your sin. Look at what he said again. He did his face so that he will not hear you. So we now got an answer. So the Bible see we we started off from the fact that what drove man from the place of God was sin. And God had to use the blood to kind of revisit that issue. Now, see what the Bible says in Matthew. As we draw in Matthew, the Bible says, she will give back to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. In our went he said, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said to the prophet. Which prophet? Isaiah. You know, it's Isaiah that said, it is, it is your sin that has separated you away from him. It's Isaiah also that said that who will believe what you're about to see? This man has, your sins has been laid on him. Now, look at what the Bible says. Behold, you shall, behold, the virgin shall be, um, shall be with a child and give back to a son. You shall call him Emmanuel. What does that mean? God with us. Basically, what he's saying is that because you call him Jesus, he has, he's, he's, he has purified you from your sin so that you can now come back into the presence of God. That's why it's called Emmanuel. For God is now on our side. That barrier that happened is taken away. Now you can now come boldly into the presence of God. And that is done by the name of Jesus. You know, we said this before. When you call the name Jesus, what you are saying is, you saved me from the power of sin. So, the word of the prophet was right when he said a child shall be called Emmanuel. Why? Because God is finally now on our side. Does this make sense to us? So the reason why the blood had to be shed, the last thing I'm just going to say it briefly, is that if you are created in the image of God, the only thing that can redeem you back cannot be anything less than God. Because your value is in his image. So that is why when they were trying to use animal, animal was less than man. So you cannot use what is less to buy back. 
You know, if you borrow money from the bank, you can only use money to, you can only use the money to, uh, you can only pay interest with little money. But if you are going to pay the whole interest back, money back, that's a mortgage, you have to pay exactly what happened. So when they were using animals, it was just an interest to say, no, let's just pay this. We have, we cannot afford. So when God had to look for any other person, there was no other person than his own son who was in his own image to say, that's why Jesus would say, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So that's why God has said, you go for us. So that finally, we can pay we can use the right blood. See, it wasn't alone that the blood of Jesus was sinless. The blood of those goats were also sinless. <laughs> but the value of that blood was enough to cover humanity so that they cannot really return back to God. So that is why he had to take the blood of his son to deal with the issues of man. Does this help us know? Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.